Hi, everyone, and welcome to the MMNM podcast. I'm Steve Madden, Editor-in-Chief and General Manager of MMNM. And my guest today is someone that I have wanted to have on the show for about a year and a half now, ever since a conversation, a fascinating conversation I had with him at the Medical Advertising Hall of Fame. My guest is an industry gadfly who needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway, because that's what I get paid to do. My guest is Steve Michelson. CEO and founder of Calcium. Stephen, welcome. Wow, that's that's quite an that's that's quite an entrance there that I have to live up to. Thank you. Introduction, very good. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. Uh, like I said, I've been I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for a long time, and now that we've settled into our year and a half long COVID routines, I guess the time is right. So thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Listen, let's just jump right into it, Steve. I mean. It's pretty amazing to me. In 2020, Calcium's revenue grew 71%. Now, this is an agency that in 2018, revenue was flat at. How do you go from being flat to having 71% revenue growth? That's a phenomenon. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and it's a great question, Steve. We walked into 2018. After 2017, we grew 50%. We walked into 2018 and we thought the world was our oyster. We couldn't believe it. And we walked in all the way right in from January into February and we were forecasting we were going to grow another 50%. It was unbelievable. And we lost a major client that was so big it represented a third of our business. 35 people worked on that business. You know, it was really quite a blow. And when you have a client that size and you're trying to hustle to replace that, that just doesn't happen. But to the fact that everybody really kind of bared down, bit the bullet, and we really went for it is a real testament to everybody's strength. Tough times come and go, and the tough people stick around. And the calciumites that, uh, that, that did it, we, we rock and rolled. And we were flat 2018. So it was, uh, it was 2018 was flat. 2019, actually, we were down a million and a half. We were paying for 2019 from 2018. We didn't really let anybody go. We hung on to everybody and pushed through to get to get it back. In 2009, even though it was down a million and a half, I really look at that as an incredible year. We really put the pieces in place that we needed to. Everybody, the key was really focused and uh, everybody did it. And in the last half of 2019, we won two major pieces of business. We hired Greg Lewis, our president, who was a major asset. It was actually, even though it was down, it was a great year of rebuilding and making right and setting setting up 2020. So when we got into 2020, even though we, we didn't see that revenue in 2019, it really kind of came in as a tidal wave into 2020. And then we won even more business in 2020. You know, the question is, how does that happen? You have to be careful, you know, on how you evaluate everything and not throw out the baby with the bathwater. You have to be able to look at things that, you know, what are you doing right and what are you doing wrong and not really question completely everything. But we have a great team and we have a great machine and a great setup. You just sometimes just need the chance for that to, to, to work. And did we do anything different? No, we really didn't. You know, um, we just did who we just uh, kept on being who we are. And that really is where the success came from. How is this year setting up? Oh, this year's great. We're, we're looking at 40% growth to close the year out, maybe more. 
very exciting. You know, going back to your other question, why the phenomenal growth and why did that happen? You know, it really comes down to, you know, not doing anything different, but it really is our people and our clients. You know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, great people plus great clients equals success. It just does it. And uh, we keep on attracting good people. And that's, that's exciting. Well, good people attract good people. So it's a virtuous circle. What would a client tell me, you know, if I were to, to speak to some of your clients about why they hired Calcium, why they're going with you over some of your larger competitors? What do you think they'd tell me? I don't think it really actually matters, larger or smaller competitors. What makes us different? Yeah. I really believe it's it's who we are. Starting from the top down, uh, the leadership team is extremely transparent. I think our core values are really what sets the tone. And those core values of commitment, integrity, and respect that goes through everything that we do. And uh, I think our clients see that. So when, when we're working together with clients, you know, our job is to grow their brands. But in doing that, we do it in a way that they feel the same thing. They feel that commitment, they feel their integrity, and we treat everybody with respect and they know that. And we're, we're kind of like the, the good guys, you know, and they, they feel that doesn't mean that we're soft, doesn't mean that we don't service them at, you know, incredibly well. We're hard on ourselves, but we try really not to be hard on each other. Business is tough as it is. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting point that you raise. You've got a reputation, Calcium has a reputation as being a very kind place to work. You know, the working environment itself is, is kind. What's behind that? Uh, and how, how have you done it? What do you think, you know, what's, what's the result of it for you? The reason why is I have to go back to our core values. Um, there are three things that you can't teach people. Commitment being the first one, if you give 150% to anything, you're going to be successful. It's, it's commitments about drive and passion. So if you're committed to something, you will be successful. I am a living, I'm a living proof of that. I am not the sharpest tool in the shed but I am committed to calcium. I've been committed to the business and growing the business. I've been committed to my clients and my people. And you will be successful if you do that. Integrity. You basically, integrity means is your word is your bond. You say what you're going to do, and then you do what you said you were going to do. That tells everybody that you have their back. And that tells you that everybody's got your back at the agency. And clients love that and people love that. And then the last thing, probably the most important thing is respect. This business is tough as can be because it's a service business. It's a fee-for-service business. The hours can be late and long and difficult. And uh, our clients, as much as we love them, they can be difficult too They're and demanding. And so we have to get, the, get those done. So it's important when people are killing themselves that everybody gets talked to and, 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 and communicated with respect and treating each other with respect, but also showing it. Working hard and long is tough and you have to treat everybody with respect. And that's really what it comes down to. And that really, I think, is the difference. You know, a couple of lunches that we've had, you told me that you were kind of a, a scrappy kid um, growing up. You grew up in, uh, in suburban New Jersey, in Parsippany, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's correct. Not, not, <laughs> not, not far from Chatham, New Jersey, where uh, Madden Global Headquarters is right now. But but the you know, when we've talked about it, you know, and you went to school in the city, and how do you think that that affected you and and the environment that you have created at, at Calcium? 
I think that affects me in every aspect of my life, not just the environment at calcium, which is most of my life, <laughs> um, or a good portion of it anyway. And I, I think that, you know, you learn things from the school of hard knocks, you know, you learn when you don't come from anything, you know, what it really means to get something and how to get it. You learn sometimes the hard way how to treat people and how people like to be treated. And uh, for me, it was always about proving myself coming from a, first of all, you know, coming from a, um, you know, lower middle-class family and, uh, making my way in the business. I just always wanted to be the best at whatever I did. I also suffered from and still do learning disability dyslexia. So growing up, it was very tough for me. I actually, you know, I, back then they didn't have any kind of remediation for that. They didn't even know what it was. So I had to work through it on my own. Thank God I could paint and draw better than everybody else. And that's what, you know, and that pushed me to do it and be better than anybody else. So going to art school was just a natural thing for me to do because I didn't have any other options. I literally couldn't read when I was in high school and didn't even finish my first book until I got to college. And I remember that book was Slaughterhouse Five, which was a great book and it really turned me on to writing and looking at writing as an art form. But I had always been, my father taught me a very hard, uh, just by watching him a work ethic. He worked three jobs. Growing up, I, when I was in college, I worked a bunch of jobs all the way. I put myself through school. And, but I always wanted to be better than the next guy. You know, when it was art school, I wanted to be the best artist. When I got into advertising, I wanted to be the best art director. Then I wanted to be the best creative director. Then I would just, you know, then I wanted to be a great marketer. You know, just, I, I just wanted that respect and I wanted to be able to do it. And it was fun. And it was, a, it, I guess I had my own competition with myself going. Um, but that's kind of what drove me. It's amazing to me to to hear you talk about the fact that you have dyslexia when you work in such we all work in such an environment that's that's so text dense. What's the workaround? You must have a phenomenal memory. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I really don't. You know, when I started this business, um, when I started Wishbone and seeing clients and I was just, I was everything. I was the art director, the copywriter and the account person. And I'd be going in there and I'd say, do you mind if I record this conversation? Because I couldn't take notes fast enough to do that. And so I recorded everything that I did. That accompanied with, as soon as I got enough money, I hired somebody that could do things that I couldn't do. So the first thing I heard was an account person. Then I hired a copywriter and then I built the business that way. So I, I always was hire, hiring people that were, I perceived better than me. That's one of the tenets of, of uh, being a good, a good hire is hiring people who you think are better than you. And you say, you know, you said early on that you weren't the sharpest tool in the shed, but I think that, that, that uh, you just, uh, you gave yourself away by by talking about some of the ways that you've you've worked around it. It's pretty amazing to me. Do you do you think that you have one particular strength? You know, if you're running an agency, you wear you necessarily, especially an independent one. You you wear a lot of different hats. What what do you think's your? If you look at the complete game from you know soup to nuts, what's your strength? I believe I have multiple strengths that are equally important. First and foremost, being an art director uh, helped me a lot because that's all about problem solving. 
And once you start to solve problems creatively, then the next thing you bring that into marketing and you're solving marketing problems. You bring that to business and then you're, you're solving business issues. So I think that naturally gave me thinking dimensionally, I was always able to solve problems that came up and I enjoyed them. I never got overwhelmed by issues and always a positive can-do attitude that I got from my mom, that no matter how bad things were, everything was wonderful and everything was great. And it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. The other thing that I'm very good at, and I think that's judgment, uh, specifically when it comes to judging people, friends and, uh, and hires. I've really chose some really good friends that have been with me since high school and college, people that I'm working with that came, you know, from working with them at agencies, bringing them to Wishbone and then bringing them to Calcium and being there. I've always, one time I was working, I, I was working at an agency and a guy who worked for me ran by and said, hey, I need somebody to do comps. Do you know anybody? And I go, call Steve Sanford. I went to college with him. He's great. He'll knock that out in no time. And he turned to me and he said, do you only work with your friends? And, and I had to think for a second, this is before I was married and had children. And I said, yeah, I guess I do because your work was your world. And I knew Steve from college and if he was, he's good at what he did. So it gave us the opportunity to stay friendly because he was excellent at what he did. And I gave us the ability to work together a lot longer. And I look at all my friends, you know, from back then that way, you know, we, we were able to stay in touch because we're good at what we do and we enjoy working with each other. And, uh, yeah, and then, then all of a sudden you get married and you have a family and all of a sudden you're friends with your kids' parents. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not all work, though. I know that you play a lot of tennis. How do you integrate that into running an agency or is it your escape from running an agency? For me, running an agency, working, playing tennis, raising a family, it's all interconnected. It all kind of flows together. It's the same basics. Sports is just an incredible, not just release in a way to exercise, but something like tennis because it's strategic. It, it uses your, you know, your mind and your and your ability to think strategically while getting pumped and and, and getting energized. But it also teaches you things of, you know, how to be not just a good loser, but how to be a good winner. Right. And it teaches you the ability to really also kind of the person that you want to be, especially now I'm playing a lot of doubles and the, the camaraderie on the court is absolutely incredible. You know, I, I don't even want to play singles anymore. I feel alone when I'm playing singles. Doubles, I'm sitting there and, you know, and, and, it, and, it and, you, and you're a good partner, you know, the people that I'm with, you know, when my partner's down and even if I don't know him, he's down, he's not doing well, I'm there to pump him up, you know, and when I'm down and I'm not doing well, that's what he's there to do. And if they're not doing that, you don't want them as a partner anymore. <laughs> How often do you play? I play a lot. It's my, it's my exercise. I play probably uh, five to six times a day. Um, a day? Parts of, I mean, not five, sorry, five to six times a week. I'll play, uh, I'll either work early in the morning and then go play and then go back to work or I'll go play very early in the morning and then come back and then work. It's really enjoyable. I really like it. I've made a whole lifestyle out of it. I'm very much involved with the USTA Foundation now. And uh, everywhere I go in the world, 
I went to Italy and I meet people and I can play tennis with them. We were on vacation. Go down to Florida, you know, we just opened up an office in Florida. I got a whole world of people playing tennis there. It also opens up the opportunity to play outdoors year round, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I, I don't, but I don't mind playing indoors either. It's just nice to follow the warm weather. Yeah. So, Steve, the the you know obviously calcium is killing it. Seventy one percent growth last year. Projected forty percent growth this year. And the M and A market in in this sector is 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 really hot. What uh, what's what's the plan here? You know, I've done this selling the agency twice now. The first time was financially brilliant, emotionally awful. And the second time was financially and emotionally awful. So the last thing I want to do is uh, get in bed with another agency and have to deal with, you know, that. I, I think I do pretty good with my wife, my partner, and the partners at Calcium on our own. I don't see myself really working for anybody in the near future. Good answer. One, one last question. When you look back on it, and uh, you know, before we started recording, you told me that you were, you, you were telling me about your 60th birthday party, which I find kind of hard to believe that you're that old. But if you are actually that old, you, you're looking back, you, you probably take oppor- the opportunity to look back on your life and your career. Is there anything that you, you'd do differently? Have you learned a lesson that made you think, yeah, I wish I had that one over again? Or do you just look at it and say, I can't believe how, how it's worked out? You know, the great thing is, is I have a very, <laughs> I have a great memory. It's selective, you know, <laughs> 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 um, but I will tell you, I, you know, the people play that game all the time. Oh, if I can go back, if I could only be 30 again, you know, and I, uh, that's the last thing I want to do unless I knew everything I knew now. I'm the best that I've ever been. And everything that's happened in the past, I've absolutely made mistakes, awful mistakes. Uh, You know what? But I've learned from every one of those. And, you know, it's like I tell my kids, you know, uh, you know, the good thing about falling is learning to get back up, you know, and that's, that's, that's really important. And I, I actually, I think that's a nice segue because I think that's what calcium does and everybody at calcium really well. You know, and they're talking about specifically about 19, you know, um, 2018 and 2019. And before that, uh, um, 2014, you know, and 13. And those were those four years were not great years, but we learned and we came out stronger because of them. And we grew better. We're twice the size that Wishbone was now. And we're, we're, we're excited as can be. Well, that's a, a, a great way to end it. You brought it full circle. I just want to let you know how much I appreciate your honesty, uh, your transparency, and uh, want to congratulate you on, on Calcium's success. I wish you further success in the future. Thanks a ton, Stephen. Really appreciate it. Love being here with you. Great show. You've been listening to the MMM podcast. I'm Steve Madden, and my guest has been founder and CEO of Calcium, Stephen Michelson. Steve, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you.